You're listening to The Kin Podcast, episode number eight. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Marcela Chamorro, your host. In today's episode, I'm going to cover something close to my heart these past few years, something I'm learning to cozy up to a little more each day, and that's sacrifice. Now, I know sacrifice might not be the hottest topic, and it may not be that much fun, but it's actually one of the greatest learnings parenting has gifted me, and I'm pumped to share why that is. So stick with me, because if we really truly understand sacrifice, I think we can understand our faith so much more. Let's do this. Today, I'm going to take you back, back four and a half years ago when I was sitting in a rocking chair with a two-week-old baby in my arms around 10.30 p.m., maybe a little later. It gets blurry (laughs) at these hours of the night. And I remember rocking Juan Jose, you know, two, three weeks old, and crying, tears sliding down my cheeks while I was praying out of like desperation, not praying like this is my moment with God. No, praying like, please, begging, pleading, desperate prayers. And I remember just praying. I wasn't praying for the baby to sleep. I wasn't praying for the baby to be easier. No, I was praying for God to make me less selfish. And I remember this so clearly, rocking back and forth, tears sliding down my cheeks and asking God, please, please make me less selfish. Because my desire to sleep was so strong. (laughs) I was so tired. Everything hurt. I won't get into specifics. (laughs) Everything was rough. Those first few weeks are so rough. And I remember just feeling so desperate, desperate for help. And all I wanted to do was slide into the blissfulness of sleep. But this eight pound baby, he was probably a little more by then, maybe nine, nine pound baby just wanted more and more and more of me. And I felt like I didn't have any more to give. Now, that's when I realized that parenting was a school on sacrifice and love, but they're very, very intertwined. And that began my journey with sacrifice, a topic that I didn't have to do much of growing up, to be honest with you, before I was 28 when I had Juan Jose, just turned. So before that night, the first 28 years of my life were pretty Marcela-centric. You know, if you want to eat, you eat. If you want to sleep, you sleep. If you want to study, you study. And if you don't, you study later. You make your own schedule. You fend for yourself. And that's your main priority. Yourself is your main priority. And I find that people forget that like people are like, you know, when, when babies are born, they're like, you need to, you know, you need to register for this, that, and the other. You need to get the crib. You need to get the bathtub. You need to get all these things and the medicine and the thermometer and whatever and read all these books. But there's no, there's no book and there's nobody who can really teach you. Even if they tell you, even if you listen to this episode, you know, two weeks before your first child is born, 
there's nothing that can teach you or prepare you for the lessons that you're about to receive in sacrifice. And I wasn't prepared for it. Who can be? This entire society is so egocentric. You know, we're programmed, you know, we're programmed to be, to climb all the mountains society puts before us, to stand out, to win the rat race, to go, 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 everything for our own gain. And clearly all of this as we're growing up leaves us feeling empty, anxious, unfulfilled. Sure, money is awesome. A claim feels nice for like two minutes, but only for a short while, right? You always want to one-up yourself. There's always more to aspire to. There's more to gain. Then you fear that you're not going to be able to be as good as you were on your last book, on your last whatever. You're not going to get the next promotion, whatever it is. Now, in episode two, I talked about this, the hedonic treadmill. And I think about this treadmill all the time. So go back and listen to episode two if you don't know what I'm talking about. But having these kids suddenly illuminated, mind-blown, you know, illuminated my image of what sacrifice was because it's really tough in the beginning. You know, some people have their child and they feel like this overwhelming, instant, like pure connection of love and joy and everything is rainbows and unicorns. And that's awesome for them. That's not me. (laughs) And I have no, I have no qualms um, saying this for me. You know, it takes a few days of like, who is this wrinkly little weird person that I don't know who's now crying for my help all the freaking time, you know? I'm not ashamed of that. That's Everybody has their own process, you know, and I totally, totally embrace mine. So, you know, there's this book that I'm reading right now titled Everything Happens for a Reason, and in it, author Katie Bowler shared something that really resonated with me, and this is what she wrote. It felt like something had pushed the reset button and my life had only just begun. I should have asked for a birth certificate for myself. And that's how I felt when I had my kids. It's like suddenly I was, yeah, this is going to be a cliche term, but like born again, not immediately, like I said, took me a little bit where kind of like where the need for sacrifice met the love for my child when they met and instead of started kind of like traveling parallel to each other, that's when I finally understood it understood what sacrifice means, the depths of it, right? The depths of lack of sleep um, and all the other things, right? But also the importance of it, the meaning of it and how it can illuminate my faith. And it made me understand, like mind blown, understand what it really means to give yourself for the other and the beauty behind that. So The other day I was, let me show you another story. Fast forward four and a half years. Juan Jose is now a preschooler. He's wonderful. I does not wake me up at night. He honestly hasn't woken me up at night after he, you know, the first two months or three months of his life. He's amazing. I love him so much. And he shares my love for sleep. So fast forward four and a half years. And I'm sitting in soccer practice with for Juan Jose. And, you know, it's twice a week, lasts an hour while I sit and wait for him. And I'm sitting there and a few of his friends weren't with their mom and dad that day. They were with an uncle. And so this uncle is, you know, a young kid. He's, I think, in his early 20s. And he offered to take 
his nephews to soccer practice. So we sit together and we're sitting there and the kids are playing soccer and whatever with their, with their coach, which, you know, I'm a big fan of and I trust completely. And so this teenager turns to me and he's like, man, you do this every week. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do this every week, twice a week for an hour. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) And, um, he's like, this is so boring. And I'm like, you know, it's not so bad. And he's like, you know, that I, I really feel like you have to be a saint to be a parent. I'm like, what do you mean? And he goes on and he's like, it's just, you, you have to be a saint to like sit here for a full hour in the heat, watching your kid play soccer and just waiting for them. Like when you could be doing other things. And I laughed and I was like, you know, I have a completely different perspective. First of all, that's probably not how you're going to feel when it's your kid. Promise you. Second of all, I am enjoying this hour. He's like, what do you mean enjoying this hour? I'm like, well, look, I'm sitting here in the shade in a, in a chair. It's not the most comfortable chair, but it's a chair in the shade. The wind is blowing and I get to be on my phone for a full hour while Juan Jose is fully occupied and in the care of another adult. Not only am I not helping. I'm not supposed to help. Like the, the coach will get angry if he comes to me to tie his shoe. The coach tells the kids during soccer practice that like everyone sitting over there on the sidelines doesn't exist. They're invisible and everyone's attention has to be on him, the coach. Right. So I love it. It's like being at the spa for an entire hour where I have no responsibilities as a mother and I just chill because luckily Nicolas is asleep at home um, under the care of another adult while I'm at soccer practice. Nicolas is doing what he needs to do as a two-year-old who needs to nap. And Juan Jose is doing what he needs to do, which is have fun with his friends. You know, every time we go to soccer practice, I tell him, what's the name of the game? And he's like, fun, because I don't want him to think he needs to be the best soccer player in the world. He's not the next Cristiano Ronaldo. If he wants to be, that's fine. But that's up to him. What I want him to know is this is a time for him to have fun with his friends, to develop physically in terms of like, you know, get some energy out, learn to run fast and have fun and be a little kid. That's all I want for him to do. And I get to scroll Instagram or sometimes write captions for Instagram because I kind of like blog a little bit, I guess you could say. I love writing little these long captions for, for the, the Kin uh, Instagram account. And that's my time. Or sometimes I'm just WhatsApping with my friends, right? Voice noting back and forth. Or maybe I'm talking to the mom next to me. In this case, I was talking to the uncle next to me. And he kind of just like was like, okay, okay. I'm like, but you know, you do kind of have to be a saint (laughs) to be a parent because you basically give up your, like your entire self. No, I take that back. Not your entire self, but so much of yourself. You know, we, we give up our sleep. We give up our money. You know how expensive it is to take kids to the doctor all the time, get their medicines, pay for their schooling, their clothes, their shoes, their toothbrushes, uh, how to decorate their rooms. They need beds. They need sheets. The kids need all the things, right? So we give up all this money for them, all this time for them. Uh, we give up a lot of our careers. Like there's, you got to pivot sometimes when, not all the time, but some parents need to pivot in order to make space for their kid. 
I give up so much of Marcela for my two children. Sure, I'm tired. Sure, I am itching to check Instagram sometimes when I'm sitting on the floor playing on their playroom. I just want to check Instagram to just kind of disconnect from the Hot Wheels racing and the Lego building and the tower creating. But the more I give of myself, the more love and the more life we create together. So yes, when I think about it, there are less trips that I take with JJ and more and less date nights and more, you know, maybe frazzled Marcela, but there's a more loving Marcela. And that has unlocked a new like level in my faith that basically I leveled up. You know what I mean? And not so much like I'm, I don't want to paint myself like this, you know, perfect mom who sacrifices herself without like grumbling, you know, all the time. That's not the case because I am the first person to say that sacrifice has a limit. Of course, you know, self-care is so, so important. I am the first person to say that a mom, a parent, a person needs to take care of themselves first so that they can properly take care and love another person. I mean, this episode is recorded by Marcela Chamorro that exercises three to four times a week, goes to therapy weekly. You know, I'm recording this. It is 9.39 on a Thursday. I need to be at my therapy appointment at 10. So I need to finish this episode ASAP. And I do this unapologetically. My kid is playing outside with another adult so that I can record this because I feel like this matters. I matter. My vocation matters. And I will repeat this. I believe this and I do this unapologetically. I am the first to take care of myself. I am the number one fan of self-care. But then when I finish that self-care, I really try to give myself to my children as much as possible. And when I look back at the Marcela that cried in that rocking chair four and a half years ago, praying desperately for help, for God to make me less selfish to help me sacrifice my sleep and myself for this baby, for this child. You know, I smile and, and I know two things. One, if I had a newborn again, I would cry just the same. I would be desperate for help because my sleep and I are like in a never ending love affair. Sleep is spiritual. I've, say, I've said that before on this podcast and I will say it again. Sleep is spiritual, <laughs> especially to me. I, it's downright unhealthy how much I covet my sleep, right? And I'm no better at giving it up today than I was four and a half years ago. You know, when one of my kids gets sick and I have to check on them at midnight or whatever, I am, I'm not, I'm not like a ball of sunshine. Even the next morning, I'm like, give me all the coffee because I am just such a whiny little person about sleep, you know? And I am sorry if you're listening to this and you have a newborn and you're up all night because I feel you, I feel you, I really do. And I would be just as desperate if I had a newborn right now instead of a toddler and a preschooler. But two, number two, I do think I have gotten so much better at making sacrifices for my kids. And I love seeing how my love for them and my love for God and for everyone has blossomed because of that sacrifice. I understand now that giving yourself for the other brings so much beauty And it sounds so nonsensical to somebody who hasn't gone through it. And I, and I really applaud people who don't need to be parents to understand this. But for me, it was through parenting that I, it clicked. It truly clicked. And I have so much more road to travel. Like I am not the most unselfish person in the world. Far from it. I have so much more work to do, but I'm really excited about it. 
I'm really excited about learning to discern what is self-care, what is sacrifice for my kids, what is necessary for my marriage, what is necessary for my vocation, and what else is extra can just be cut, honestly. And it's been a beautiful process for me. So I'm 16 minutes in, and I know that I want to make these episodes short, quick, to the point. So I will leave you with an invitation. So if you're thinking about sacrifice today and thinking about everything that I shared in my downright depressing story about crying over a newborn not letting me sleep, (laughs) and I apologize to everybody who's going through way worse things, I really do. I understand that I know very little about sacrifice. I do. I know very little about sacrifice and I'm learning every day through my kids and maybe God will send me something else. You never know. You never know. But I'm walking this path one day at a time and I have so much more to learn. And if you also feel like you also have so much more to learn alongside me, I invite you to join me today in thinking about how sacrifice has produced fruits of faith love in your life. And with that, I will leave you. Thank you so much for listening to episode number eight of The Kin Show. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you do me the huge favor of sharing it with a friend or two or three, but like just one more person. You know that my mission here is to just, if one person, if one person is helped by this show, it is more than enough for me. So if you think that this show would help someone that you know, pass it along and I would be ever so grateful. Now you can check out the episode show notes at kinpodcast.com where I'll post all the information I talked about here, including a link to the book I mentioned and all the quotes that I talked about. Now, a very special thank you to my friend Mario Callejas for providing the music for the show. Check him out on Spotify. Listen to my favorite song, Yellow. It's the best. Search for Mario Callejas. He's the bomb. And thank you again for listening. If you could hop on over in iTunes and leave us an honest review, hopefully five stars is honest, but I will leave that to you. Uh, I'd really enjoy it. And I'd be so grateful, ever so grateful. Stay tuned for the next episode of Kin next week. You're the bomb. Thank you so much. Marcela signing out.